Hey, this is Craig, and you're listening to the District Conversations podcast. Um, we've got a special episode today where we're joined by Ian and Peter from the Guinness Open Gate Brewery. They're here with us today to speak about Guinness X Metopia, which takes place between the 5th and 7th of July. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what Metopia actually is, it is a beer and food festival event, which is all about cooking over open flames about experimentation with different types of beers about the pairing of beers and food so it was really really good to get ian and peter from the open gate brewery in to have a conversation and a bit of a deep dive on what exactly the event is and what exactly it means to work and be a part of the guinness open gate brewery so if you're a fan of open flame barbecue meat sustainably sourced products really really interesting beer then you're gonna really enjoy the next 20 minutes if you're interested in going to Guinness X Metopia, and let's face it, why wouldn't you? You can head over to www.guinnessopengate.com forward slash events. Tickets are 59.50 and they include your food tokens, which will get you five plates of food and five beers to pair with it. As always, enjoy Guinness sensibly. Visit www.drinkaware.ie for more information and enough about me. Here's a conversation with the lads. Enjoy. Okay, this is a District Conversation podcast special. I am delighted to be joined by Peter and Ian from the Guinness Open Gate Brewery. How are you getting on, lads? I'm good. Thanks very much. Um, so, Peter, you're the head brewer. Yeah, I am. And Ian, you're a beer and food specialist. So I believe, yes. Which yeah. I got, to, I got <laughs> yeah. to sort of sample a bit of that last week at a, bit, at a tasting yeah, uh, that great. we had at the... At the uh, the Guinness Open Gate Brewery. And we had a bit of sunshine, so hopefully that's the, we that's did. the forecast for the day, the event as well. I was wearing shorts. I think it was 11 and a half degrees, <laughs> yeah. but I still I still managed to have the shorts on. Uh, I was trying to tempt somewhere out, trying to get it out somehow. Um, so before we get stuck into the conversation, because I think we've, um, we, I've been to, to Guinness X Metopia a couple of times, but uh, for people that aren't familiar with it, um, what, what exactly is Guinness X Metopia? It's, um, so Metopia has been running in the Open Gate Brewery for three years now to be our third year um, it's a concept that came from America um, it's about use, using sustainable meats and cooking over flames so we, I suppose we like to talk about beer and food that's a big part of our, our, our conversational piece in the open gate so we thought it was a great idea to maybe get involved so this year um, it's going to be the third year we posted it and um, it's literally it's, it's a celebration of all things like uh, beer, food, fire, music it's just a, a great day out really one of the first things that I noticed actually last week was um, the mention of the, it's an American, it started off in America, it's Genesis is there, about how badly the meat is treated over there and this was sort of the antithesis of it. Um, the quality of meat is obviously incredibly important. So how um, how good is that to be a part of a, an event like that that cares so much about sort of, about the, the origins of the, oh, no, the project? It's, it's absolutely brilliant and, and the other thing about that is like, you know, people who are meat eaters, it's about being sustainable so it's nose to tail it's not just you know taking a cut and leaving it like you, you, we use it all and um, that's great like I think as far as brewing goes as well we like to use the best ingredients we can possibly get when we make our beers and why not have the best ingredients we can possibly get when we're having our food with that beer you know so it's it's, it's definitely it's definitely something that we're really proud of especially and we love hosting it in Dublin it's, it's great having it here especially in the brewery and you mentioned that it's the third year Peter I spoke to you before year one um, what was it like going into the first year and how has the event changed since then um, going into the first year was a very exciting and quite daunting um, to say the least um, but the event worked really really well and it was, it's, it's a testament to that we're running it for the third time um, I'd like to say that we're a little bit more prepared this year <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
we're 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 biting off more each year, and we're doing more specialist, more unusual beers to do the pairings with. Um, and we're we're actually doing three pairings, three unique beers this year. Whereas the first year we did one. Um, so we're becoming a little bit more adventurous each time, um, and learning from from previous years. And you mentioned the the sort of the adventurous aspect of it. Um, how fun is it to work on on making these these unique beers? Yeah, I remember trying the first one on at the first year. I got a, a sample of the Maritime Stout, which I believe will be there uh, in July. Mm-hmm. Um, what tell us about the process about that? Because I know for for people, especially the the sort of beer fans amongst us, to be really interested about the process, how it all comes together, and how you pair it with the the foods. Yeah. So when I when we're when we were designing the beers, um, we initially had a chat with this, with with uh, a number of the chefs and talked about what their menu was going to be um, and we said right there's certain key, uh, key signature flavours that they want to talk about and want to amplify within their dish so we thought then how do we bring those flavours into, into the beer how do we contrast them or how do we cut them which are the, th- the so contrast compare cut um, and complement are the the four C's for food pairing so we've tried which, which one do we need to do in the beer against that food um, so for things like the maritime stout, they are go- that beer is pairing with a lot of um, seafood. So we're bringing the elements of the sea into the stout, um, and and when you taste it, when you smell it, it's like smelling fresh sea air. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I mean, like, there's oysters and there's sweet kelp seaweed in that, married with um, uh, a a a light bodied oatmeal stout, um, and it all just balances together that brininess, that little bit of oyster, that seaweed, that sweet kelp, all balances to give you. A real seaside feel, mm. um, which is going to pair, pair perfectly with with the seafood dishes. In terms of the time frame for that, how long do you have to start planning and prepping? Um, here's grinning at me now. Is the answer is never long enough. <laughs> I mean, I put it this way: we're kegging the beer next week, oh, a week before good. the event. <laughs> okay, so today the day of recording is the 18th of June, I believe. So we've got about two weeks to get it now. That's a lot of time. Yeah, it's, 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 you'll, you'll never get fresher beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, was was I the first person, or, or I think it was the second person to try the maritime stout? That that one in particular. So that would be obviously paired with with food, uh, with with seafood. Mm-hmm. Um, has has the food pairings? Has that all been decided? Has the menu been decided in? Yeah, we've done. Um, we we worked with the chefs from the early stages, and kind of once they came on board, and we knew their food styles, we knew kind of how to. So how how we approach beer and food pairings is slightly different than a lot of other people do it. We always do a food first approach, like Peter mentioned. So we look at what they're cooking. These guys know what they're doing. We look at the ingredients they're using, and then we retrofit. So we look at our catalog, and do we have beers that we already have, like your Guinness Draft or your Citra IPA or or a Hop House. Or do we need a new one like the ones that we made so that's where we decisions are made and then they're all going to allocate it out we also want to make sure that like there's a good selection of beers as well so we talked to some of the chefs and we actually in some conversations like changed the the protein they were using because it might suit the beer better so it's, it's a real open conversation i think that's what we always talk about in the open gate is that we always say that you know we're an experimental brewery but experimentation comes from collaboration so working with these people we learn from them they learn from us so that's kind of how we we plot it out and do you have a dialogue with the chefs that are going to be coming over and joining us? I mentioned uh, off air that there was going to be someone coming from Singapore. Um, how how does that process work? Do they send an idea of what they're going to make, or do they? Is it? I actually have no yeah idea. yeah. So they, they they get in touch with us. Um, the first the first and foremost thing is that they're brilliant chefs. That's the first thing we're looking for is that the chefs are outstanding and they're world class, um, chefs. The second thing we look at is that can you cook over fire because that's a key part. Is like you have to cook over fire. That's the, the stipulation of Metopia. 
And then thirdly, we look at what they're cooking, and that's when our conversation steps in, and we're like, look, you're using yours from Singapore. These are your ingredients you're using. We have this beer, or and then they recommend. So the the Singaporean uh, chef that's coming over, Malcolm Lee, we're actually working on it. He's going to get beer for him. It's a pilsner, and we're using Singaporean ingredients to to elevate his food. So uh, yeah, so my, myself and Malcolm had a very interesting conversation about probably four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, um, and uh, we looked at some of the signature ingredients and signature flavours that he brings into his unique style of cooking um, and how we can incorporate those in, into into our beer. Um, sourcing some of those ingredients has been quite a dilemma. <laughs> so we've, we've had to change it slightly from the original idea just through sourcing of, of Southeast Asian rare ingredients is not as easy as you think. <laughs> you're, you're being as true to the dish as you possibly can Absolutely, be without yeah. breaking international trade laws, I'd imagine. So, Guinness and Meatopia, it sounds like a, it's, it sounds absolutely perfect for, for the beer nerd or the, the foodie, but it's, from my experience of going to it, it, you don't need to be one, either of those to actually go no. and enjoy it. Um, one of my favourite aspects of it was the fact that you get to actually try everything within the ticket price. Um, how how important was that for you? Is that you that people were they could people from all walks of life, all sort of tastes, could actually come through and, and enjoy the, the event? I mean, I think that's part of the DNA of the whole event. I mean, like yes, it's for the beer nerds, yes, it's for the foodies, but it's for everybody as well. Everybody will enjoy it in a different element of it equally. Mm. Um, so I mean, like, we use all of our stock beers, all of our, our main main beers, Guinness, Opus, Citra IPA. So everybody has a beer that they they're, they're used to, mm-hmm. but then we also have the experimental beers. The, the, the bespoke beers that we're doing for the event and a few more experimental beers from the Guinness Open Gate as well. So there's something there for everybody to try um, and explore. And that's what the whole event is about. And that's what the whole Open, Guinness Open Gate Brewery is about, is exploration of flavour and trying to discover something new for yourself. Um, I mean, like there's, I, I always loved saying that there's, there's a beer for everybody mm-hmm. and a beer for every occasion. So whenever somebody says to me that they don't like beer, the response is, you just haven't found the right beer for you. And this is a way for them to try and explore and find those those beers. And the same on the food, right? They're going to be trying food that, that you'll never have tried those combinations before. Mm. Never try or, or rarely try open flame cooking here yeah. in Ireland because you simply don't get the weather. Case in point. So it is. It's, it's it's an event about exploration and exploration of flavour, um, both on the beer and the food, and then the combination of them too. I think as well, I think when we, we talk about these type of events, a lot of people, like, you know, when they go to beer festivals, they can be quite daunted. You know, if you're walking in there and you're like, oh, I know nothing about beer and I'm learning about this, or you go to a high-end restaurant and you look at the menu, your hands are shaking. Mm. Uh, and that's one thing that I think sets Beatopia apart from some of the other festivals, is that it is, it's in the Guinness Open Gate Brewery. So if you've ever been there, we're, we're an open book. We, we love people coming in who have never tried beer before and talk them into it. So it's a lovely, nice setting for them. As Peter Sensen says, there's beers that you're going to recognise, so it's going to be like a nice environment to just have a beer. Um, but also the fact that the entrance ticket gives you five food parents means that no one's going in and going I'll just have the beef yeah, yeah. stick there and then kind of wander around and panic it, it kind of leads people in to go and try and what we do is with, with, your, with your food you also get a beer pairing as well mm. so you're literally going to try everything that way and again you go to these festivals and you kind of might only try one or two things you're going to get five you're going to get five little sample beers you're going to get a pint on arrival and you're going to get five amazing 
cuts of meat as well. So it's it's an no-brainer, really. But if you really like the beef, you can have the beef. You can twice. have five beefs as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I think I might have, I might have got I've found a couple of tokens last year. <laughs> yeah. I think I might have had five beefs on top of the yeah. rest. Five beefs. Don't get me in trouble though. Yeah, but um, yeah, and again, we're trying to cater for everybody. Obviously, it's it's a meat-based festival, so like uh, it it is all it's all proteins and meats. But we do have chicken. We do have. I think we've duck. We've chicken, duck, beef. Um, there's gonna be mussels. There's gonna be um, goat is on the menu this year as well. Yeah. Something really different. And yeah. um, so there's a whole, whole, whole spectrum of flavors there for people to try. So again, you know, if you want your beef, you have your beef. But you want to try a bit of duck or a bit of chicken or a bit of goat, that's there for you as well. And so in terms of the, the food and drink, it's it's really well covered. But that's not the whole thing about the event itself. The event itself also encompasses conversation, sparking dialogue with people, and and the people that come over to talk are they're sort of the the backbone of of what what makes Metopia what it is. So. Could you talk about how how important it is to have have these people, these world renowned people, speak to to the audience that are going to be in attendance? I think it's actually it's, it's vital to to the Meetopia event. I mean, like yes, having the beer and the food there as an event on its own, great. People explore, but people often need a little bit of coaching or a little bit of leading to why things are done the way they're done. Why do we experiment a certain way? Why are we trying to different flavors that nobody would ever thought of together, and just guide them through the reasons and then they might if they haven't tried it already once they hear the reasons they go actually that might have worked let's go and try it so those conversations are really important um, and for me I love the conversations in about the wood and the wood is actually an ingredient mm. of the cooking that changes everyone's mind mindset when you leave Metopia, everybody wants to go off and do their own barbecue. <laughs> and they're going, where can I get some wood? You know, <laughs> Where can I get some apple apple or or, um, or cherry wood that you can cook your meat over and change the flavour of your meat? Um, but, and most people wouldn't think of things like that. They buy their charcoal in Tesco's or, or B&Q mm-hmm. and they just go ahead and, and do that and all their meat tastes the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the other things are like, these people are really interested. These chefs are going to follow the world. They have the best stories to tell. So it's not just about them going and saying, this is how you cook your steak. They're telling you the backgrounds on how to get started. And um, so the stories are as interesting. If you on their lip, kind of listening to what they're talking about. And again, they teach, it's not learning. Like they're going to teach you how to cook. They're going to they do questions and answers, you know. Mm. And also it's amazing is even when they're not on the cutting room stage, they're in front of you. You can ask them how you cook mm. your food. But the conversation is always brilliant. And we always try and try some kind of, new things into it so there's a conversation this year we're going to do about low alcohol non-alcoholic beers which I think is very pointed at the moment it's yeah. going to be a really interesting conversation piece and mm-hmm. there's little, Peter's going to get involved and Melissa Cole's got involved and it's going to be a really interesting conversational piece and then sustainability is, is a key part so we're going to talk about um, one of the chefs going to talk about how goat is now like a very sustainable meat and again, things that you wouldn't get um, just sitting in the barbecue in your back garden with a, with a, no. with a, with a, with a few cans of beer yeah. and a steak <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. and in terms of um, we were talking about the guests that come over obviously Ireland is, is synonymous with beer particularly Guinness and the produce that we can produce um, what's the feedback been like from people that have come over are they, are they blown away by the, the, the quality I think I think last year's big learn a lot of the chefs were kind of they're really digging the food parents weren't they the beer parents because yeah. you go to any they're cooks they know what they're doing they're amazing chefs and if you go to any event you're going to get a beer or, or a drink or a wine or a spirit and they really got behind the fact that like these beers are paired with their and they have those beers exclusively for the weekend they loved mm-hmm. it like the chefs last year were like oh, how do we get this beer home with us and that's that they really get in behind that side of things and I think uh yeah, and they're in like Connacht Brewery. They're in St James's Gate. Do you know what I mean? So some of these people could be their first time in Ireland, and not only are they in Ireland, they're now cooking 
in the brewery that's been there since 1759 do you know what I mean yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an epic place to have any type of event really especially the location that I suppose we, we should talk about as well it is the fact that you are on the doorstep of it, Dublin 8 in particular is a massive regeneration happening at the moment it's really really good to see um, for people that haven't been to the Open Gate the Guinness Open Gate Brewery why not yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll give them a pass on this <laughs> but what can they actually expect when they walk through the one of the gates one of the many gates yeah. so um, Guinness Open Gate Brewery has its own gate directly on, on, on to Thomas Street um, right next to the Dublin Bikes um, and you can you walk through a nice door sized entrance of a big iconic Guinness gate and it's literally you walk in there and you walk into the yard and straight in front of you is, is the brewery building. Um, the, the, the brewery that we use, um, the building that we're in, has been a brewery in that since the early 60s. Um, and it's always been the experimental brewery. And it's only in the last four years or so that we started talking about the fact that we have this experimental brewery in there, but we've always been using it. So mm. things like the widget, or Guinness Midstrand, Hoppus 13, all the Guinness innovations since the 60s have been created in that building. So for the uninitiated, I know what a widget is, but what is a widget and who came up with it? And uh, So the widget is um, a very, very intelligent, simple piece of, of, of equipment. It looks like a table tennis ball and it sits inside your can of Guinness. Um, and when we're packaging the, the Guinness, we put liquid nitrogen into that beer and that some of that gas, that liquid nitrogen, evaporates and goes inside the widget, inside the, the little ten, table tennis ball. And when you open that can, as the gas escapes from that widget, it makes the widget spin around really, really fast and just agitates the beer. And that makes the nitrogen in the beer come out. So when you pour it, you get the beautiful settling surge and, the, and it look identical to, to Guinness Draft. Okay, I thought I knew what a widget was. I wanted to, but that's, that's way Mind better. Mind the fish flow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, again, the open gate, I, I, I've been kind of working there since its inception. Now it's three years now I think we're open. Hmm. And then, but even on, a, even on a regular basis, on your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're up to the Republic. And um, people can come in. We have a menu there. We have a brand new kitchen. We do food pairings on, on, on a weekly basis anyway. Uh, and I pride myself on, on, on the guys that I work with. Our, my team is real. There's like eight or nine of us on my team. We're all beer specialists. We're all different backgrounds. And we pride ourselves on just having a chat about beer. We basically get paid to pour and talk about beer. It's, it's brilliant. And when people come in, again, you get people who are novices to beer, people who are experts. And it's just a really cool environment to sit there and experiment and you know people say it's nice to go on holidays and it's nice to come home so people like might try you know a seaweed stout for the first time but, but they know at the back of their mind there's a pint of guinness waiting for them at the bar as mm -hmm. well so it's a really good kind of blend of both experimental mm -hmm. and also kind of a nice safe environment people know the brand they know the name guinness it's a nice kind of safe place to explore if you know what i mean yeah well i think that's the key thing I mean, it's it's a safe place to be able to explore and experiment uh, and we're all about taking people on a flavor journey so yes Go on and explore and explore new flavors. Some, you'll find something that won't be for you, mm -hmm. but that's going to spark a huge conversation within the group. And like, if you ever go out and try some craft beers and you try something, you go, oh, that's not, that's just not for me. Yeah. It's the first one you go and talk about yeah, yeah. with all your mates around the table and say, here, try that one, try so that one. almost encourage this sort of, you know, just give it a try if it's not for you. Absolutely. Move on to the next. Um, and for me, um, as, the, as the head brewer, when I, watching people's reactions is amazing. I mean, I, especially if you give somebody a beer and you don't tell them anything about it initially, just watching them their reaction after that first sip, be it it's not for them and they're pulling funny faces, yeah, yeah. or they're just going, oh, God, that's good. It's just, that's the ultimate job satisfaction. Um, 
and then it's that then leading them through the conversation of what the beer is, what the flavors they, they should expect, can completely change their perception of that beer for the second sip. And if their reaction on the first one is, eh, that's not quite for me, after you've explained it and they come and taste it again, they go, actually, I do pick up pineapple or I pick up peach. And go, actually, no, that is for me. It, it just takes a little bit of mm. getting used to it. Um, so for me, the, the key thing in, in the open game is if you ever try a beer, always finish the glass. Okay. Because taking one sip will give you a bang, right? But some flavors will mellow out the more you sip. Your, your mouth will get used to some flavors. Always give a beer a chance. I always say this to my girlfriend. She always like takes the tiniest little mouthful and she's almost mm-hmm. squirming doing it. And I was like, of course you're not going to enjoy it if you're just squirming. You're, you're, you're automatically yeah, yeah. Like you're yeah. programming it's yourself. It's like, it's like in the like. first chapter of a book and not reading the whole book. Exactly, you don't, you don't yeah. get the overall story. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other key thing there is never only sip the head of a beer, the foam, because the foam is the most bitter part and it doesn't give you the, all the flavour. So a lot of the hop compounds will come out into the head. So if you only take the head, that's the most bitter and it's probably going to be the least part, least flavoursome part of the beer, so always drink through the head and take a proper, proper mouthful. So yeah. those those tiny little sips, Not don't go anywhere. Thing. One thing that came across in this conversation and haven't met you about before is is the the passion, uh, the amount of passion you have for for your craft. Um, you mentioned the satisfaction of being involved at, a, at an event like Guinness Meetopia. Um, what is the most satisfying element of your job when you're not in front of two, three hundred people on a on a July weekend for me it is seeing people enjoying beer you're like there's there's a thing where, where like you'll, you'll experiment you'll, you'll, you'll think of an idea you'll, you'll try it out and sometimes they go yeah they, it, some, it kind of works it's still a good beer not necessarily where I want it to be and then there's other times where it actually goes oh that worked way better than I expected and you're nearly skipping through the brewery, trying to get it through the brewery as fast <laughs> as you can, so you can get it on the bar, and then you, and there you're, you're rushing into the bar as soon as they open the first night and going, try it, try it, try it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's that almost like anticipation, that, that almost kid inside you, saying, I've made this, I've made this, and this is, I want to share it. And then seeing people's reactions and getting seeing their their love and their passion for it as soon as they try it, that is the ultimate. I think for me as well, I, I'm, I'm with the company 12 years and I went in actually very with very little beer knowledge. I'd worked in bars, but I went in as like just uh, working, cleaning the bars and changing the kegs. That's what I went in at. And 12 years later, I'm actually in the open gate. I get to hang around with the brewers. And so it's, for me, it's just, I th- I get to go through the Guinness gates every morning on the way to work. You know, people forget that, how iconic that thing is. And you know, you only, you only, only really, really hits home when you're abroad. And they say, what you do? I work for Guinness. Like, yeah, right. Like, yeah. Actually, I do. I'm, it's typical of Irish. Yeah. And I work for Guinness. It's like, but everyone must no, work for Guinness. Yeah, we all work for Guinness. But no, it's great. And if, if I get, I'm, like, I'm very proud of the fact of where I work from. And I think for us as well, in the last few years, it's just how great Guinness have been uh, kind of giving us the opportunity to go and play. Mm-hmm. Like before mm-hmm. that, not that, you know, we, we make a beer that's world-renowned. Quality is key. You know, the Guinness goes through 200 quality checks. It's awesome. It's a great beer. And then they're like, you know what, guys? Go and have a bit of fun. Play here. Here's some random ingredients. See what you can come up with. Like, mm. there's not a lot of big companies that would take that risk and that chance and let you know it. Kind of go away and play. Mm. Absolutely. And, yeah. like, give you new toys to play with all the time. And that's that's the best part of the open gate. It's really kind of 
It really is. It's kind of the cool place to be in the brewery now. Everyone wants to come and have a look and say, what are you doing now? <laughs> what I really is Peter got to stand up. Peter's stand at the bar with his eyes agape. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know he's having a ball. Yeah. Um, but I even remember like, walking when we did the strawberry last time. We, walked, mm. we did the, the strawberry porter. Uh, we have it on top at the moment as well. But like, people came in and it looked like a crime scene. You know, we were, we were blending these strawberries. And literally, when it went in, it looked like something out of the shiny. It was like red. And like, any other brewery would be like, what is going on? And we're like, oh, we're making a strawberry beer. You know, it's yeah. brilliant. It's the, that kind of, you never get the chance to do that. Yeah, no, the first time we made that strawberry beer, we burned out the motors and three Nutribullets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that many strawberries with we, it. We, 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 don't have, we still don't have a fruit press, so these lads are coming in with Nutribullets. And then there's, there's bread everywhere. It's dedication the to the cause. Yeah, but it was yeah. about 50 kilos of strawberries. Yeah. It's, it's stuff like that. And then you like you get an ingredient like and you go what are you gonna do with this and we'll bring it into beer you know and it's great mm. to be able to do that like we've what we put through coffee we've kiwi we've soured beers we've done um chocolate mint stouts like, yeah we've done apple stouts white stouts yeah the great thing for the guinness open gate brewery is that it's all paired with food so and that sort of leads us back into what the, what the event is what, what the whole the ethos of the event i think, I think we have really touched on it chat the other day i think people's drinking habits have changed now I think people are going for experiences rather than just going for a beer mm-hmm. so you need something whether it be food whether it be entertainment or it be something people are looking for new experiences and I think what's great about the craft beer movement here in Ireland is that people are now really open to trying new things and new beers and I think something like the Open Gate uh, for us the Guinness Open Gate for us is really important is that's what we bring to the table we bring craft beers we bring we bring beers that we make sorry we bring our own kind of style of beers but we do pair food uh, Sean Hunter who's actually our head chef in the Guinness Open Gate is actually cooking at Mutopia this year for the first time which is great but his menu is on point we do specials all the time uh, and when a new beer comes out Sean will make food to go with that beer and I think that's that's part of the, the beauty of the Guinness Open Gate brewery is that when you come in there it's not just you sitting having a beer with your mates watching a football match mm-hmm. you can actually have a conversation you can have some really good food and people are looking for that now and that's the thing about the, this time last year the, the Guinness Open Gate wasn't open uh, you know it wasn't open to the public in the way it is now yeah, yeah. and it, it went from being I was speaking to someone from Guinness recently said this is the hidden gem we just want it to be a gem it's open now people can, like if you live in DA if you live 50 yards away you can come in and, and it's yours it's not just for the, the big events like a, like a Guinness meeting. Yeah, it, it was like the, the best kept secret for far too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good a secret that no, one's, no one knows it's there. But no, it's, no, it's brilliant. And it, yeah, and, but I think another, again, we mentioned it earlier is that people were scared. People are coming and going, oh, that's a craft beer place. I'm not going to, mm. you know, those beers mm. are too heavy for me. They were scared. So it's, it's about coaching people to say, come in. You know, hold there is also the element there. that it is the most popular tourist attraction is literally attached to it. And yeah. people think, am I meant to be here? Is this just for, you know, yeah. the American yeah. gang? It's, it's what it is. Like, it's, it's there now. It's it's kind of, it's our not our new toy. It's just, it's something that people can, if you don't want to go to the storehouse, which is an amazing tour, and you just want a, a few beers with your mates, but you want to be in a really cool space, you can now go and have a beer in the Guinness Brewery. Like, when can you say you've done that? Mm. You know? And Metopia, the Guinness Metopia should be the, the first time people get to check it out. It's happening the weekend of the 5th to the 7th, I believe. 5th to 7th of July this year, 5th yeah. To the, the 5th to the 7th. Uh, there will be two very eager gentlemen waiting to speak to all of the crowd in attendance. Absolutely, yes. if I don't lose my voice. Or I don't stop talking. <laughs> so, if Peter's voice is gone, Ian will look after you. Lads, great chatting to you. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Thank you. So that was Ian and Peter from the Guinness Open Gate Brewery talking about Guinness X Metopia. If that hasn't whet your appetite, I do not know what will. If you want to go buy tickets, the place to go is guinnessopengate.com forward slash events. If you are going, please enjoy Guinness sensibly and visit www.drinkaware.ie for more information. That's it for us. Nice one. Bye bye.